You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. And we are coming to you live from Studio Lumo SA. Are you big on Twitter? Uh, not huge, but I'm on there. Our next guest is very, very huge on Twitter. Very humorous as well. He is. Daniel Cherney, welcome to the run home. Uh, good to be with you, Paul and Rich. Very, very kind phrase from you, Rich. Daniel, oh, no. <laughs> some of your work on Twitter is amazing. And is your work with Code Sport for News Corp. I dare say at some stage you're going to have to be part of what is the usual routine at the end of the trade period, the winners and the losers. At this point, who do you think's the winner of this trade period? I'm always very hesitant to talk about winners, um, you know, away well something's going on and B, while um, yeah. you know, we don't know how it's all going to pan out. But, I will, you know, having said that, I think uh, Port Adelaide, probably the big winners. I mean, they've managed to bring in the two players they wanted to get, or two at least, and it's mm. quite possibly a third. But we wait and see with the Sava Radigalia. But I think when you look at that four-way trade, which will be what we remember from this trade period, I think they are clear winners. They have sort of, you know, they have so much young talent on the list already. Um, they've brought in... Um, a, you know, a clearly an outstanding young talent and, and, a, and an older talent in, in Rioli and um, didn't give away too much draft capital, managed to keep yeah. all their young stars. So I think they're probably the, the winners for mine, but um, again, you know, with the usual caveats. So we're looking at a 7pm deadline Adelaide time and the most interesting name on the list of trades still waiting to be finished, simply because of what happened to him last time is Josh Duncan. Who, who's going to mm, yeah. blink, who's going to blink here? Because time's running out. You would hate to see Josh Dunkley be left stranded for the second time when he sort of trade. So is Brisbane going to have yeah. enough to satisfy the Western Bulldogs, or do the Western Bulldogs actually call the bluff and say, "Josh, you're going to the preseason draft, and that's where they can pick him again"? Yeah, it's a really good question, Rich. Uh, look, my gut feel is that he will be a Brisbane Lions player by deadline. Um, just because a purely pure pragmatism from on everyone's behalf is just not. I just don't think there's enough incentive for the for, for the dogs to let him walk, and that they will end up striking middle ground. There've been there've been reports that, uh, that one of the, uh, the one of the draft picks that had to go back as part of the potential Dunkley uh, uh, Brisbane Dogs deal is now off the table, so that mm. that, um, that Brisbane are sort of gradually coming to the party. So I think they probably will find a middle ground. Uh, and and get there. Just just. I mean, the the other element here too is that uh, the dogs are hoping to bring in Rory Lobb, and you know I think that'll be easier if they can get Josh Dunkley, um, you know, Josh Dunkley done. So I suspect it probably happens. But the Bulldogs have, spoke, have talked up a big game. Mm. This whole process, they they're adamant that they have gone to their board and that this um, they have board approval to let him let him walk to the preseason draft. Uh, but um, 
yeah, I, I just can't quite see it happening. So, Dan, we've got a fair few dominoes that need to fall. Dunkley, Lobb, O'Meara, Mitchell. Which one's the stickiest, the one that could, by 7 o'clock, still be standing and everyone will say, how did that deal not happen? Uh, I, my gut feels the one that's stickiest may be Ollie Henry, actually, mm. uh, of, of all of them. Um, which is probably which is funny because he's sort of he, he's uh, he's out of contract, which is generally the ones that, that do get done. But um, you know, Collingwood not budging uh, that they won't accept Geelong's sort of seemingly final offer of twenty five. Now there is scope that that could improve if Radigalia gets moved yep. to Port Adelaide, which helps or, Port, or then, doesn't it? Yeah, Cooper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, you know, it's a good point. And Cooper Stevens potentially moving to Hawthorne as well may be a factor. So I think that one, and in terms of the order of the ones that I think are least likely to get time, I'd say it's that one, then then Dunkley, um, you know, the, the sort of the ones you mentioned. Uh, I think I suspect O'Meara, uh, Lob, even just what Fremantle's very hardline stance from the outset. Um, and, and Mitchell all get done. And then there's sort of a couple of others. Maybe Lockie Hunter's an interesting one at this stage, potentially moving to Melbourne. That looks like it's still a live chance. Uh, Jeremy Sharp, you know, we're talking lesser lights here, but Jeremy Sharp may be going to Fremantle. Looks in, that, that deal is up in the air. But I think of the, of the well, probably not a huge um, ticket item, South Australia, but it is here given it's a, it's a young Collingwood player potentially going to, to the reigning premiers um, and a first-round draft pick from a couple of years ago. I think Ollie yeah. Henry is... Um, is the one. Hunter Clark's just been rumoured to go to uh, North Melbourne for pick number three with getting nine back. Um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I've seen those reports. That's interesting. I mean, I, this is this is one that I follow quite closely from, um, or, and, and, in, and been quite interested in from from for weeks now um, since North North's interest in in, um, in Hunter Clark was first um, indicated, and it's. Been one where you're never quite sure who's actually been driving it. I think North have been interested in getting you, get him in for the right price, and I think Clark has been keen enough to get there. The Saints, I think, have been keen enough for it to happen as well. But again, it's all at the right price. Now, I, I suspect it won't happen. James Gallagher, the field and list manager, has already spoken uh, about it, um, and and thinks that Clark will remain a Saint. He sort of did his draft, uh, his deadline day um, press conference already, which is a of a quirk, mm. um, but you know, I wouldn't completely. I think he probably stays, but uh, you know, I, I, I think there's an element of chance for this one right up until uh, 7:30. I, I won't completely believe that it's done. So, Dan, what have we learnt through this trade period? Everyone brings up some factor that tells us where the game is changing, and this one seems to have had the value of future draft picks. Has got a premium on them. But also the fact that a yeah. number one draft pick leaves a club after one year, not unusual in the sense it's not the first time it's happened, but what's this trade period delivered us? I think the biggest takeout from this draft period, uh, so this trade period, uh, look, I think the future draft pick is interesting. I think there's a, it generally shows that next year's draft seems to be a bit better than this year's, yeah. you know, which can be the, can be the way. Um, but I think, for mine, the biggest, um, biggest point here is, is the go-home factor. Uh, and, and the go-home factor prevailing and, and becoming a, a major issue in, in the game and one that's just in the last few days really probably been getting a bit more attention than it has previously. And Jason McCartney made some really interesting comments today on, on, on across various platforms about uh, the Giants' uh, head of football, that is, about um, them effectively 
having a different draft board. Even yeah. the state clubs, non-Victorian clubs, having a different draft board to the Victorian clubs, especially this year where most of the top talent is a Vic Metro kid yep. and seem to be the bigger flight risks. And then, you know, on the same day, we saw Jason Horvantis, Isaac Rankin, and Luke Jackson, all mm. top three draft picks from the last four years, all go back to their home states. But why has that, that happened, Dan, mm. when we can go through an era where Adam Kearney did not come back? Uh, yeah. James Aish has gone everywhere but play for an Adelaide <laughs> club. Um, and you can go through the list of, of players who... Simon Black, who never left Brisbane, admittedly, it was good reason not to leave the way they were going. But there was a generation there that said, I'm sticking with this club. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great question. Uh, my, my gut feel is that... I think it's twofold. I think there's... Look, there's probably a, gen, a general... I don't know if it's entitlement. I, you know, I, I get... Players, right? You know, players have every right to to ask for whatever whatever they can get. You know, mm. if you think you can get it, you may as well ask. But um, there's probably a bit of entitlement, and I think it's just a push towards player power, which I think, you know, what it is. I think it's a conflation of free aid. It's free agency coming in, and that sort of confl- being conflated with players who are merely out of contract or even under contract. It's just because at one level, players are free to choose their own destinations. It's just become easy. It's just become a general mindset that it's a lot easier to move clubs and perhaps it once was. So I think that's a, that's a fair part of it. But you, you make a very good point. All of those examples are all guys who you would have assumed would be, you know, likely, um, you know, candidates for the go-home factor a generation ago, 20, you know, 15, 20, 25 years ago. But, uh, you know, that they stayed. I don't know if you'd go to Essendon in the end. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating one. Uh, maybe it's a generational thing that there's just a, um, the players are more, are more are keener to to be in their own comforts. They, they don't want to, if they can be, you know, they want to have a cake and eat it too, so to speak. Daniel, uh, just before you go, um, I'm a bit of a Hawthorne man, and Cooper Stevens, he was sort of touted as the replacement um, uh, for, um, now it's just my name. Ben McAvoy. No, 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 oh. the, the Geelong... Great, he's just retired. It's gone Joel from me. Selwood. Joel, Joel Selwood. There we go. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, will he get to the Mighty Hawks or not? Uh, not sure. I think I, 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 my gut feel is yes, but I, I, look, I, I don't know at this stage. I mean, it, it, it's still up in the air. It hasn't it certainly hasn't gone through. Uh, I think if it sort of got to this point and hasn't been snuffed out, there's, there's always a pretty fair likelihood that it will happen. Um, and given uh, given sort of Geelong a handful um, with a couple of other things that may he may be collateral, but yeah, it would be handy to pick up for, for the Hawks who I think I think we're pretty annoyed that Jack Bowes chose Geelong um, in this year of equaliser. Well, it sounds like we've lost Daniel there. Oh dear, his phone's dropped out. But uh, we do thank Daniel for joining us, and uh, some interesting interesting times coming up in the next couple of hours. It's all it's all going to extremely fall. nervous. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.